Bridge is a fantastic, a fantastic area. Most of the shops are self-owned and run, and it's a very good local spirit on the bridge. And a lot of the shops have been here, like myself, for many, many decades, um, and it works. It has a huge amount going for it. You know, it's got its own personality. The town's got its personality, and the bridge very much has it, its own personality. Martin Search and Corinne LePage are two of the biggest advocates for Guernsey's retail sector, with joined up efforts encouraging us all to buy local and support for events like the town carnival during the summer months and the annual visits of Father Christmas to switch on the festive lights. For decades though, life at the bridge has felt like it's waiting for something to happen. The constant unknown over the future of Lille's Yard only adds to that feeling of uncertainty. We'll come to that shortly, but for both Martin and Corinne, if you're heading to the bridge to do your shopping, you are in for a treat, regardless of the pending development which might happen behind the parade of existing shops. Shops like Martin Search's business, Ray and Scott, have been on the bridge for decades, which Corinne, head of business development for the Guernsey Retail Group, says is always a sign of a good retail economy. Martin agrees, but as always, he is pushing for more to be done to support that section of Guernsey's retail economy. You know, they're, they're the people that are the mainstay of the bridge um, and very much, you know, long standing and, and um, have a, a loyal following of people. So that's really positive and that's growing as well. We're starting to see new shops popping up too, which bring another interesting mix and you know a bit of an edge to the offering we have there. There are a couple of empty units at the moment on the main parade of shops along the bridge. But speaking to other shopkeepers down there yesterday, there seems to be positive movements there. I don't know if you know anything about that. All I know is that there is interest in those buildings and it's positive. So, but obviously can't confirm anything at this time. Um, and of course, the two empty shops, the derelict ones at the far end, are due for demolishment when it comes to Leal's Yard. That will be the entrance. We have, unfortunately, due to retail, due to what's going on, um, we're losing a few shops. Yeah. Um, that's the same in St. Peter Port and the same all over the world, yeah. certainly in, in England. Yeah. And what do I think about the bridge? I think the bridge is totally and utterly underutilised and has been for the last five decades. And, I, and I've been chirping on about this for at least three decades. Yeah. And I, I, I've sort of pinpointed areas that can improve. And yes, we've got the certain person that says, no, we don't, we, don't, we don't fix what isn't broken. But I actually think we need to progress because if we don't progress, we're going backwards. Yeah. And, and, and we can't afford to be like we are. And if you see the state of, of it, from even from the road repairs to the railings that are rusty, it's just not cared for. It's not loved. And we need to put the love back yeah. into the bridge. You know, I've tried my best over the decades. Yeah. You know, I've been looking after the Christmas lights for years and yeah. or involved in them 50 years. And, 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 I, and I do this and we're always doing stuff and striving. For instance, I've been trying to get lampposts around the harbour for probably 20 years now. Yeah. Only because I don't want my scaffold poles up. You know, I want it to look nice and I think it would look lovely. But no, we haven't got the money. We haven't got the budget. It, it's nonsense. You know, it could be, it could be, it could be 50p on the rates um, through the year. It's absolute yeah, it nonsense. And the harbour wall is not going to change. It's not going to change around there, you know. 
we need to do things. We need to get on and improve. That is always the excuse, you know, and there's yeah. things that can be done with provision that if they do change this or change that, it can be, you know, yeah. it's always the excuse. I spent some time walking around the bridge on Wednesday of this week and late morning, over lunchtime, it's clear which shops are really busy with people passing by and stopping off to get their lunch or a snack. Other shops are popular with people spending a bit more time on their shopping. Many of the shopkeepers were keen to speak to me, some not on tape though. Some of them are clearly worried about the future of their leases if the Lealjar development does get going anytime soon. Some, but not all, of the shops that will be directly affected by the building work are owned by the co-op. Some buildings on the Vale side of the bridge have already been boarded up ahead of demolition work. The owners and managers of other shops still in operation on the bridge told me they've seen recent movement in Lille's yard with asbestos roofs being removed and new security gates being put up. The funding for the multi-million pound development hasn't been fully secured yet though. That is one ongoing concern for some who will be directly affected. The government work plan has allocated £35 million to the bridge regeneration, but it's reported elsewhere today that Deputy Andy Taylor's planning a raquette to redistribute that money and take half of it to instead put towards building a new sixth form centre at Les Osway. With the co-op needing financial backing to progress its planned project, including the deal with the states last year when newly built houses will be bought by the government, there are mixed views towards the viability of the proposed redevelopment as a whole. Some of the shopkeepers seem to be disheartened. They've seen so many plans for the yard over the years. They're still not sure whether anything will ever happen there. But there is also clear support for the Lille's Yard redevelopment to go ahead. Many of the businesses and shopkeepers have been telling me that it is definitely the right time to do it. And they're looking forward to seeing the work progress. Having worked on the bridge for 50 years, Martin Search has been to many meetings about Lille's Yard. And despite being disappointed that it's not progressed in the past, he is in the main supportive of the development plans at the moment. Corinne also supports what's proposed and she is far less sceptical about it than Martin. It really has created this buzz and I think that coupled with the um, the eastern you know the eastern development projects wanting to reroute the road through there and make it more of a promenade along where the shops exist are existing then um, you know I think that together hand in hand is has brought a lot of excitement as well for the bridge and the fact like you say it's actually going to be happening probably still a little way away yeah. because there's a bit of finances that needs to be sorted out when I say a bit be a lot I think it will bring in the vibrancy that we need. Mm. And, and the community that we need. And I think I'm I'm frightened for the bridge. Okay. I am frightened for the bridge. And I'm also um, very sceptical. I was at the first meeting over 20 years ago with a Mr. Smith from um, the co-op. Okay. Mr. Smith stood up and, and said, look, we're, we're doing this for the good of the bridge. And he spouted forth for five or 10 minutes. Mm. And out of 20 people, I was the only one that said, Mr. Smith, you the managing director of the co-op? And he said, I am. I said, well, I said, you should be doing this for the co-op, not for the bridge, because mm. it's your money, and I don't think your shareholders would be very happy. And he went very red in the face. And I still think they are doing it for the good of them, but, they're, but, but, but they, they're now a lot more flexible, and I've had meetings with them, and I'm very pleased they've taken on board 
two or three things that I've said, a multi-storey car park and this yeah. and that and the other. And, and, the, and I think, actually, yeah. it's a fantastic thing for the community. It does feel as if it, it might to happen. Yeah. be getting there this time. You, you used the word frightened for the bridge. In what way? I'm frightened for the bridge from the point of view that there will be a change mm. to the northern end of the bridge yeah. for parking, etc., etc. The bridge thrives through having the parking directly outside the shops. Yeah. If it's not handled with great care, we could lose what we've mm. got. And as I've said to somebody from traffic, what would you put in the places of these shops when they close? Yeah. And the person from traffic, it was an English consultant yeah looked at me open mouth what do you mean yeah. because they didn't have a grasp on what the situation was now change is not always for a bad thing yeah but i am frightened and hopefully that will be put aside and everything will work good but i am you know i just yeah. i just know this thing's going to happen, and I think we, we've got to find our corner to make yeah. sure it's done in the right way. We must have change, yeah. but we must have it done in the right way. We might not have through traffic through there. Yeah, the ideas I've got is, is as you probably know, is my bridge across by the clock tower. Yes. Like that. I mean, yeah. years ago, and, and, and it should happen, because then yeah. you can actually quieten down this whole area. It's, the green. it's fantastic. The only thing I would say, and this is the, the situation I had with Mr Smith all those years back, is that... The people that are at the back of the bridge will generally stay at the back of the bridge. Okay. So, i.e., the new development that will have a few shops in it and the yeah. co-op will tend to be there, and they won't necessarily venture. Okay. They will do in the summer. Yeah. But how long is the summer? Yeah. Three well, months if we're lucky. Yeah. The rest of the year you'll have that and you'll have this. Yeah. And the okay. transition won't yeah. be. And it, and but that's not an issue. That's not an issue. Looking at what's on the bridge today, rather than what may be here in the future, and there is a real mix of shops and other businesses. So if you take a walk around from South Side or New Road towards the bridge, you've got off-licenses, takeaways, restaurants, there's furniture, bathroom shops, computers, sports shops, some other specialist retailers, cafes. There are the jewellers, including, of course, Ray and Scott, which Martin Search co-owned, and a couple of hairdressing salons as you go down towards Knock Road or New Road. Again, before you even get onto the bridge itself, pubs are catered for. Pharmacies, sweet shops, newsagents, clothes shops, greeting cards and gifts, the motor shop, more takeaways, more furniture, and other shops buying all number of things. You can buy everything that you need for for a cruise on the bridge, according to the ladies at Body and Soul that I spent some time talking to. Well, you can also get everything you need to go and do some water sports. Creasy's, arguably the biggest name in Guernsey retail, has a presence on the bridge. They've been here for a long, long time, along with Guernsey Electricity's showroom, of course, on Northside. There are still two banks in the bridge area, a post office that's now back in the co-op on Knock Road. Now, if you look out towards Northside, it does look a bit of a sorry sight right now. Obviously, Quayside is long gone, but there is real optimism among the other shopkeepers on the bridge that Home Bargains or another big name brand like that might set up shop in the former Quayside premises. Running through the list, there are so many different businesses here and more potentially opening up. Corrine says the footfall on the bridge is promising for those already here and those which may come next. The count on the bridge is the same as it was for the end of quarter three, which was at the end of September. 
um, uh, it's around 7%. Um, so that hasn't changed. But we do know that there is more movement happening because, of course, the shops that we're talking about empty now close after we did the count at the end of December for quarter four. So um, there's, um, you know, going to be more movement. And we have, we know of businesses who, who want to expand and they're looking for larger premises. There's at least two on the bridge that are looking to expand and relocate. So that's all very positive movement. When you compare that to the UK, which is 12%, you know, we're doing really, really well. Town is even less than that. So, yeah, we are doing really well. We have four charity shops on the bridge. We have mostly independents. We have very few chains. You know, we have um, six chains on the bridge and, you know, a couple of offices and one other type of business. So it's mostly independent businesses down there. And that's one of the big attractions for people. They love independence. Same in town, you know, we've got a good ratio of independence to chains, which is where you get the variety in choice. Everyone's very excited by Leal's Yard. It's a very positive um, it's given a lot of positive energy for the bridge and those who use it, um, as well as the suggestions, which we do hope come to fruition, about creating the bridge um, to be like a little mini pampol, as they, they've described it, where you have the marina with a lovely promenade around it and the road being rerouted away from that. So, you know, when the whole thing comes to fruition, it's extremely exciting for the bridge. One thing which struck me whilst walking around the bridge and talking to the various businesses and shopkeepers that are here today was how much it has actually changed over the past few years in one aspect in particular. At one point the bridge had a, I think, unfair reputation for being all charity shops. I mean, there used to be a few more, um, but now the charity shops that are there are very few and far between, I'd say. But again, Businesses and organisations rather like that also have something to offer, don't they? Well, absolutely. Um, but, you know, we have very few, as you say, very few charity shops now on the bridge. You know, when I, I do my count at the end of each quarter, um, you know, we've got the um, Guernsey Cheshire Homes and we've got the um, Citizens Advice, the Community Cafe down one of the side streets. Um, and we have the Go Charity. So that's all we have, whereas we did used to have more there. But they, they certainly bring an offering, and people do like to go there, especially for, for the charity shops as well. Michael Sheen, I do the IT and comms at Go Charity. We moved out of the old building just before Christmas yep. and then moved into the new one, but obviously we had a, about a month and a half where we were moving in between, so we had both premises for a short time. We've got plans of yep. things that we want to do, so... In the background, what we do is, obviously, from the foreground, we're selling. We're yeah. seen as a retail a charity shop, but actually in the background, we're helping people into employment. We're um, giving people opportunity of training, mm-hmm. and we want to build on that. So we want to have more training areas. So, But we want to build on that and have more training zones. So um, we've got the, uh, the area at the back where we're upcycling furniture. We could have that as more of a, a training zone as well. And also looking at putting donations into this area here. So I think it's important to get out there as well the, as a charity what you're doing. Mm-hmm. So it's try and build on that. It's letting customers know when they come in what we do in the background. Yeah. So maybe getting some posters up and saying yeah. how much uh, how much waste we stopped going into landfill mm-hmm. in the last year, um, how much we recycled. Yeah. Um, and I think each charity will have their own kind of ethos that they need to and should be putting out there. Yeah. To, and just 
just allow customers to know that we're not just there doing a selling something cheap it's actually what are you doing by helping mm. by buying this product what are you who are you helping mm. how are you helping and yeah. uh, where we all benefit so there's a little road to get down to us but we've got parking for probably 20 cars i'd say yeah. um we're going to be building on the uh, outdoor space um having the usual um sports equipment and children's toys and things like that they'll be coming here very soon um yeah, we've got a nice retail space, which we're really proud of now. Yeah. Um, it's a much nicer atmosphere for customers to come in and to shop. Warm um, and friendly. And uh, and we've still got lots of, you know, good items, good quality items. Yes. Um, we're very grateful to people that donate. Um, who come in and will donate and then maybe walk around the shop and find something that they're interested in buying themselves as well. <laughs> that's what we want. <laughs> so basically, come on down and have a look at what's, Please what's do. here. Yes, you're very welcome. You've been listening to Focus, a Bailiwick Express podcast. If you enjoyed this investigation, please share, like and subscribe so we at Bailiwick can continue to pull apart the issues that affect you, the listener. Thank you for joining us.